You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I've learned in, in marriage. You know, Beck and I have been married for 12 years, and there's a lot of change that takes place. Like, you know, it's, it's like who you married or who you met your freshman year compared to who you're now married to, life is life. There's a whole lot of things. So talk a little bit about that change. What, what things have changed? How did you handle that change? Because I think sometimes, uh, you know, you can sort of look at each other and go, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> or, or if you're newly married, it's kind of helpful to know, like, how to navigate these waters. So yeah, right. can you share a little bit about that? You want to go first? Yeah. Well, okay, I used to be really shy. He met me when I was shy, kind of insecure. But um, so he really brought me out of my shell from being this shy person. But um, also, even though I'm shy, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> True. <laughs> and he's very stubborn too. And actually our True. whole life, we've uh, like done ministry together. So when we knew each other, we were in high school, we went to the same youth group. Uh, it was our mission to you know, go reach this high school. And we'd bring our Bible into class, all this stuff. So really our whole relationship was centered around knowing each other through the church, youth group, all that stuff. And then when we got married, uh, we went into ministry uh, together that, with that. We found, uh, then it was called C3 Church a year after we were married. Anyway, and so um, now Waken. But um, through all of that, there, there were a lot of changes. And so especially doing ministry with each other because it's our passion. That's our, we are really passionate about that. And so we'd butt heads with each other a lot. <laughs> and it probably wasn't good that he got me out of my shell. Then <laughs> he was like, what oh, have man. I created? What have he created? This confident little ninja. <laughs> So, um, I mean, something that happened, even I know I'm kind of jumping time frames, but this will kind of set the stage of the rest of our marriage that we've experienced, is we had our honeymoon, and we had a great honeymoon, and it was, you know, how most honeymoons are. It's focused on that one thing. And Five oh, yeah. years. We waited. We waited, people. Ooh, and so I thought in my head, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. we can do this one thing like a hundred times within one week. I didn't know. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not possible. It didn't work. Hey, hey, hey. With not God, like you all things work. are possible. You're just wrecking some people's dreams right now. Let's not limit right the now. Lord. People's dreams are getting shot You got to shoot for some goals. Yeah. We had our Aim high. Setting. Aim high. But we had a wonderful, beautiful uh, honeymoon in Cancun. And then we come back, and it's back to the real, real world, you know? And uh, we're living in this little house. Um, and so I was hurrying and getting ready for work. And as I was getting ready for work, you know, it's just... Uh, anyway, he would make me coffee in the morning, which is really sweet. And then as I'm, like, in the mirror trying to put my mascara on, and I'm having this anxiety, you know, that work's coming up, I need to go... He's over there, the door's open, and you can just see him sitting on this ledge, it's the kitchen ledge, with his feet crossed, you know, like no shoes on, with this guitar, just strumming it, and singing worship songs. And right when he did that, I just had this rage that came up inside of me. <laughs> it was an utter rage, and I, 
yelled a very bad word. <laughs> I hit, I just slammed the door because I was upset. It's like two different people. Slam it, it really caused this anger inside of me. Yelled this big bad word and went off to work. And so that's the start of our real life marriage. <laughs> These two different people, and who would have thought when you get married, you marry a different person than you. They're yeah. not on the same uh, wavelength. What triggered that is I'm a morning person. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, the yeah. Lord is good. <laughs> My wife has demons till about 11. So <laughs> To cast them out on a regular basis. But yeah, no, you learn a lot. The of God. You learn a lot. And uh, I would just say to that, if you think that you're not going to change when you get married. Like, just adjust that now. Or if right. you are married, you probably already kind of know this, but iron sharpens iron, and there's no greater person in your world than your spouse to yeah. sharpen out and smooth out some rough edges. But there's a lot of sparks that come with that. And uh, to her point, um, you know, I was just a very reckless kind of wild kid when we got married, it seemed like. So I had to learn that huh, if there's no money in the bank and you're out just having fun with your friends, your wife's going to get a little triggered and <laughs> yell bad words at you. So, <laughs> so anyways, just growing into being like a man. That's, I would say marriage just forces, forced me to be a man yeah. and step up. Yeah. But circling, we'll go ahead. No, go ahead. Circling back to that though. So, you know, my stubbornness, and then, you know, I, 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 ha I could be controlling. Like, in our beginning years, I was really controlling. And uh, so then, like, circling back to, you know, us being stubborn people, that's what we really had to work out these past 10 years <laughs> of the stubbornness. And um, should I get into what I learned? Should I yes. just say it? Yes. Do it. Here's Go there. Here's the gold bomb. Boom. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that my identity isn't in him. And so I had to really separate because basically everything that he did, I'd feel like, oh, it's a reflection of me, of us. And so I'd have this controlling, you know, fear. What do other people think? And uh, until I just had to let it go and give him the freedom to be himself and for me to have the freedom to be myself and trust that I don't have to be the one telling him that he's wrong all the time, you know? <laughs> And I, so other people he knows. can do he that. He knows that. And I'll, I can pray. And I'm aware. God to yes. show all that. But I, that was our, the biggest thing from the past 10 years is just giving him the freedom to be himself and not letting my identity be in him. That's really That's good. So good. That's so good. Um, there's one thing I did want to touch on that I thought was really, you know, you kind of skimmed past it, but it's really powerful. Loren, you were shy. And in marriage with Matt, you've become confident and outgoing. Yeah. And I think that that's really a product of a good husband who can say, you know what, because I've created a space where you are, where you know that you're secure, where you know that you're safe, that it allows, you know, it has allowed you to really step out into, you know, and grow in that. And I think that's really awesome. And I think that we need to really, as men, really realize that there's going to be some things in your spouse that when you really step up and lead like a man, that she's going to start to really morph and change in a really good Good, healthy way into all that God's called her to be. So come on. Come yeah. on. So good. Come Thank on. you, Vince. <laughs> it's true. And I'll, I'll piggyback on this because generally opposites kind of attract. That's just not always. And there's a lot of similarities between me and Loren, but for her maybe being controlling, I tended to be very 
peacekeeper passive. And usually in relationships, I see there's usually one and the other, right? And what was happening is I was pulling her into a cycle of wanting to control more because I was isolating. Come on, guys. Like, how many times, uh, guys, have we gotten the, I just wish you'd talk to me, right? Or that, and I'd be like, well, if I was thinking anything coherent, I would share it. But <laughs> half the time, just not actually thinking a coherent thought. But, but the truth is, I, I tend to isolate. And so I, for the first five years of our marriage, it was, it was rocky, uh, to say the least. And it was because I didn't trust my wife. And I'll tell you this, like, wives are fascinating, like, creatures. I know I'm stereotyping, but for the most part, I learned this the hard way. If I hide something from her, like, it's death by a thousand cuts, right? But if I come to her, like, without any provoking or her saying, say, babe, I just robbed a 7-Eleven. She'd be like, come on, I'll hide you. Let's go. You know, like, (laughs) there's something about that, that if you're just honest, you know, they give you the look, obviously, like, gosh, you're an idiot. But after that, like, they're your ride or die. They roll with you. But you, you develop that trust. And guys, like, if we're always isolated, we're always in the man cave, it's, it, you are pulling that control out. And so I had to grow in my area of, to your point, speaking, speaking up and saying, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm processing. And it's just amazing. It's like oil on the on the on the cogs the way, marriage was even really though I would have this rage come out inside of me that he'd still say it so yeah don't be afraid of your wife yeah. and come on and yeah that's it's real true, right that's real like wives I don't think you realize it we're terrified like <laughs> like one you know you can cut you us off be. so <laughs> like you know you have a lot of control because you can cut off the the flow um <laughs> but besides that it's just yeah wife's can be scary, man. I don't know what it is. You're like, oh, shoot. Because often we have to come back and say we did the same thing again. And that's when you're like, I don't want to tell my wife this. But you should. You should. She's with you. Yeah. So So there's a lot of marriage advice that people give, right? Some good, some not so great, some just very cliche. So can you guys speak to maybe some marriage advice that you would not recommend? Maybe kind of help some people out? Well, this one's just... I've seen this float around sometime, but there's a, the meme that says, love means never having to say you're sorry. That is stupid. Yeah. If, you, if you got that in your head, I've like, oh. I've never heard of that, but he has. I see so. it. So that's one cliche. I would say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And then um, I, I kind of want to hit a cliche for the dating thing, too, because we were good. talking about this. I grew up in church, and so I had a, a well-intended youth pastor be like, you need to write out a list of every detail you want in your future spouse. So I want to hit you if you're, if you're currently on the hunt or about to be on the hunt or whatever, you know, like, if you're married, stay married. But I'm saying, like, you know, you're talking to the youth right there. You're not Advice. hunting if you're yeah. married. Let's be but, clear. But, um, you know, the lists, I think, are good in the sense that you should identify the values you want. And I want to give credit to my friends. We talked about this. But, like, they have to have brown eyes and be 5'11", like, if they're six foot, it's not going to end the world as long as you're still attracted. I just think sometimes people get, they miss out. I've seen single people miss out on really great people by just being, like, almost overly picky on the wrong things, the things that will not actually make your marriage better or worse. They're neutral. Like, get, get me right. Values are important. But if your list is 12 pages and it has down to, you know, like, the size of their toenails, like, like at some point... You've got to give 
that freedom to flow and get to know people. So uh, the whole like making a list thing, I kind of cancel. And then actually um, as well, so Elise is right here. She's our friend and we love her very much. And she's just ingenious in many ways. Um, she's a leader in EQ. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. But anyway, uh, we have a, there's a Bible study that her and I uh, go to together. And she one time had us just, this is more of a friend setting, write down on a card, what are traits that you find uh, that you really would love to have in a friend? And uh, so that was a great question. So I was writing down a, a listener. Um, some people wrote down who's, you know, generous, kind, um, is funny, all those things. And so we were writing that down. And the second question is, well, how do you, do you give that as a friend to other people? And I thought that was such a great question. So after I wrote down everything that I want as a friend to give to me, do I give that as a friend to them? Mm. And that's a great question in marriage. So once you, when you have, or dating, when you have your, your list of values, okay, that's really great that you want that given to you, but do you give that in return to other people? So, that's really good. So yeah. good. I got one more quick cliche that I think is super important. <clears throat> it's actually from the Bible, but the interpretation could use some work. Never let the sun go down in your anger in marriage. I have seen and we have abused that to the point where now we have a new fight the next morning because we stayed up till four in the morning. Correct. Feeling in, like we had to be back to our honeymoon state of feelings for each other before we could sleep. Sometimes you're fighting because you're just tired, <laughs> you know? And so I would say we've thought about this. For us, it's making sure that we are in agreement that we will work on this together. Right. That's the point where you can go to bed. Yeah, yeah, Okay? Yeah. It doesn't mean that... Yeah, that's a good point. You can clap. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but it will really help you because, like, if I've got a 5 a.m. call on the East Coast for work and we're at 2 because we have to fix this... Now I've got another offense to have to deal with. So I just encourage you, like, don't be religious on it. If you can settle that, I'm still kind of upset, but I know we will fix this. Yeah, and timing's everything. It's true. So once, you know, my anger inside of me, that little anger demon comes up, I don't want him to be talking when we're trying to resolve something. So I need to go to God to, you know, get those issues within me resolved. But yeah, before you exactly with that scripture. Before you go to bed, before you rest your head, know that you're going to resolve this. Know that God can, you know, turn turn this thing around. He can, he solves all, all of that, and we can be mature people and work through it as well. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. Well, we've kind of been, you know, we started a path into some advice, and I, I, I think that's really good, some really good advice so far, but what would you say for you guys, what has been maybe the most impactful piece of advice, maybe it was from the Word of God or a pastor or someone speaking into your life, what's the something that someone has said to you that you've been able to hold on to that you want to kind of impart to the rest of the couples or even dating, maybe it's dating, you know, advice or whatever? Right. You want to go first? I have a funny one. That's a good one, too. It's not for those who date, though. Yes, this is only a marriage one right here. <laughs> Do it. Go there. Is to fight naked. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> it's my go-to. When you go to a wedding and then they open up the book saying, give me some advice. So awesome. I, I say, fight naked, love you, Loren. <laughs> <laughs> so now 
you guys can use that. There Love that. Go. Carry on. <laughs> I know that well, wasn't as deep as what you really wanted. I'll why why do that. you find that so impactful? Yeah. <laughs> I seem to be docile. <laughs> All right, I got to refocus. <laughs> I'm back. All right. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Good advice. See how it works? <laughs> Good advice. advice. Like a, yeah. Yes. Actual good advice. Hey guys, I mean, that's good the, advice too. I us using that doesn't work as effectively. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Tried it, didn't work. I can make um, it a lot, and it doesn't always do what much the heck, at all. Man? Yeah, you yeah. laugh though. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's getting real. Uh, I'd say this. This actually came from Pastor Jurgen. Um, a lot of our healing came in the church with our marriage, and uh, I was complaining a little bit to him about how um, my wife just wants to sometimes unload every possible problem, not just the problem we're currently facing, but the, the potential that, of problems that may we face. And, I, you know, just that venting is what we call it. Sometimes the venting to me, I'm like, that just seems like a lot. Um, and Pastor Jurgen just said, hey, listen, God made us different. And, uh, you know, you need to be willing to be a little bit of an emotional punching bag for your wife at times mm. so that she can process because she needs to vocalize what she's thinking. Whereas like, I'm kind of opposite. I have to think about what I'm thinking and then I'll vocalize. And so just being willing guys to, um, to sit in the midst of that and not do what I did for the first five years. I'm like, oh, you should call one of your friends and leave. You know, like that's not... <laughs> You need to be there. And sometimes she's going to, and this was what you're going to really drove home. Sometimes she needs to punch you about you. And can you be a big enough person to hear it? Don't lash out and then take what you need to take to process, but more let her speak that out. And so uh, that's just helped me a lot. Is I, sometimes I, and I'll tell myself, this is a little secret. I'll tell myself, okay, punching bag, just let her go on you. And, and, it, and it, it actually works. So I'll give you that's that. So good. That's so good. I can word vomit. <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you're feeling this, but it's almost like you guys have the same marriage that Becca and I have in a lot of ways. That's why um, we're friends, man. Yeah, it's true. We're... Do you feel like I've punched you a lot? Is that what... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't be afraid, Vince. I just process out loud. It's good. Yeah, and I think too, I mean, and you, Lorena, you can speak to this, but what, what are some ways that you have found to build him up? Because men aren't meant to just always be a punching bag. Like they Amen. need to be built up. And so what are, what's some advice you have for wives that yeah. might even be feeling frustrated with their husbands? Mm -hmm. Because it's a process. Well, I think you know? first I had to really let go of my controlling issue and, you know, give him freedom to be himself and not be controlling. And so that took many years. <laughs> but after I was able to do that, there was, um, you know, freedom in our relationship. So then I was really able to relax and enjoy him, you know, and be able to praise him with what he's really great at, tell him the things that I really respect about him which one of them is, is that he's really funny and he can just make light of things. And because I can stress out sometimes, probably most women do, but you know, I can get caught up in something I don't need to get caught up on is when I tell him about this stuff, he'll just make light of it. <laughs> and then it's just, okay, that issue's done. We can move on. I'm laughing about it and it's all good. And so, um, so I love that about him. And, um, you know, that funniness is also using wisdom, too. So, 
he has great discernment with all that. But anyway, I think just because that freedom in our marriage, it's helped me a lot because I wasn't good about praising him, you know, and you need to. And so it's good. Yeah. I think that I'll speak for myself, but I think as women, sometimes we know that we need to be affirmed, but we forget that the men need that too and encouraging them and not always bringing all the problems and the things they need to work on. I know that's something that I was doing that once I started and I still, it's an, it's an, you have to be very intentional about it, but looking for like the things that you can encourage and build up. Yeah. And Pastor Jurgen just did a message. I don't know if you guys heard it on podcast, but about the the love languages. He was talking about the love languages, and he was like, in the guy's world, I only knew of two love languages. <laughs> One is physical touch. If you touch me a lot, I'm good. And then the second is affirmation. Just tell me I'm awesome. And then what? There's more. <laughs> so, I'd say you could throw in feed him. If you feed him, touch him, feed and tell him, him he's awesome. <laughs> He good. I'm always good. I'm, my tank is overflowing. <laughs> That's really good. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, how you get over hurts, wounds. Because when you've been married for, for longer than three days, right? it's true, there's, there's hurts. There's things that one of you have done or there's, you went out of bounds, or you said something. And I feel like, um, not, I think oftentimes marriages end, uh, and sometimes it's not because of a lack of trying, but, but it's not understanding really how to get over that offense, get over that, that hurt. And so um, can you share a little bit about, you know, kind of that, that uh, how you've worked through some of those offenses, those hurts, walking into forgiveness, and how that's, you know, can you talk a little bit about? For sure. That wasn't on the notes, so I apologize. <laughs> no, no it's, that's a great one. Um, we've found in our marriage that most of the time when some we get hurt, and I know it's cliche, but it's so true, there's a communication breakdown. There's so much in that. We're two different people. We're male and female, or male, female, sorry. Um, and, you know, we're, and the breakdown is me taking my insecurities and interpreting what she said through that lens. It's really good. And, and it really, you don't realize you do it. But like, for instance, uh, when we've gone through like a financial hardship, Lorraine will say something like, oh, I'm just sick of it being tight. She's just saying something. My male brain feeling like I need to be a provider feels like she's saying, you're sucking right now at being a man. So all of a sudden I'm triggered, I'm angry. She did, she's not seeing how I see things, so she meant nothing by that. But I interpret it through my lens of that's an insecurity for me. And so when you're working through something, what has helped me is to sometimes step away and ask uh, what's the insecurity behind this for me? And when I come in, when we're fighting about, you said this, you said that, we're, there's almost no production. But when I come to her and say, hey, babe, when you said this, it felt like this was the implication. And then she can speak to that, that insecurity. Say, no, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just telling God, I'm like, we're ready, you know, like, let's call in the harvest or whatever. So I, that's, for me, has been the biggest thing. Yeah. And then I would say um, it's taking ownership as well. Um, we were out at an amazing restaurant last night. It was called Firewood. Have you guys been to Firewood in Park City? It's 
so good. Oh, uh, nobody's uh, been. You guys shout been. out. You need date to night, go. Do it. Firewood Park City. It's Let's amazing. Go. And uh, inside, there's firewood as decor. Anyway, I thought that's why it was called firewood, and Matt was like, "No, it's because they cook things over a fire." <laughs> anyway, so we had like the most best dinner out with friends last night at Firewood Restaurant, and uh, we were just going for it. It was, um, we had the starters. It was like they had all these different Bottle courses. of wine, starters, Bottle everything. Bottle of wine. Everything. We were treating ourselves. And so, and the service was excellent. And um, anyway, so we ordered lamb, lambs, lamb, lamb chop. Apparently you guys have the best lamb chop ever because it's fresh, right? I, we're learning this. Right off the ranch, baby. You guys, yes, that's apparently. Right off the altar. They just pulled in a lamb and bam. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, well, we got to get that. That sounds like the best thing ever. And so we take it out. And to us, we don't have lamb all that much. And it looked great to us. You know, you saw the seasoning, even like those ribs like crossed like this. We were all excited, and then right, like, right away the, um, when they were serving it to us, the server said, you know, I am so sorry. Actually, there were two of us that ordered it, us and the Steensmas. They, we both ordered the lamb chops. Yep. See, we don't have it very much. Anyway, and uh, so he comes up and gives it to us and says right away, you know, I am so sorry. Um, the, the chef in the back, they cooked it a little too long. And uh, so we're making you both a brand new plate. We didn't even have to say anything. He just said, we're just, we're, we got a new rack of lamb getting made for you. And these lambs are like, what, like $50 a piece or something? Yeah, like 50 or 60 bucks a plate, yeah. Yeah, and so just he took ownership. And we were talking about that because I was so amazed by it that, wow, that, you know, he mentioned this place has a five-star review. And we were just thinking about it, and it's a whole, like, amazing message and all of that, that they have five stars not because they're perfect, mm -hmm. but they have five stars because when something fails or when there's a weakness that, you know, is seen, they take ownership. That's so good, so good. That's Come so on. good. It was amazing. So was that's good. why with the five stars, you don't have to be perfect, right. but as long as you take ownership, mm. You'll get those five wow. stars. Wow, wow, wow. That's so, so marriage, good. That's, if you take ownership, oh. that's where get you can up have there. a five-star so marriage. Five-star marriage. Not based on perfection, on. but no. of ownership. That's, yes. that's so good. Come on. Woo. Let's yes. go five-star. Five-star. Drop it. Five-star marriage. Drop the mic, babe. I take ownership. <laughs> so good. I love that. And that's so beautiful, but it's actually not easy to do. It's not yeah. easy to take ownership, especially when you're mad or you're hurt, so I think that's brilliant. And that's, that's so how you good. serve one another, is just take it right away. You don't have to wait, you know, for the people at the table to tell you, hey, yes. this right. rack of lamb, it's not cooked well at all. Can you make a new one? Can right. I, just taking ownership right away, it's amazing. On that point, can I throw something out for maybe people in the room that are single right now? Uh, one, just there, the taking ownership, that can start even before marriage. Has to. You know, and it has to, or you'll spend the first five years of your marriage literally ready to strangle each other. So um, I just want to speak to that because I think sometimes, you know, after somewhere in the mid-20s, you start feeling at church, like if you're single, like it's like like a disease, like, oh, I got the single, you know? Like, and it's not. <laughs> it's not because, you know, on paper, like we met in high school, we dated in high school, like we might have fit like this stereotype of like, oh, the love story. And I'll just tell you, like the first five years of our marriage were, were hell. Like, it was really tough. And um, 
you know, there were good moments were two good people, but it wasn't working. And then I have other friends that did the work and did the growth and got married in their, you know, 40s or 30s. And, and it's like, I go to them for marriage advice, you know, like because yeah. they're doing the work. And so I just want to encourage you, there's no single way this all has to play out, right. but trust God yeah. mm-hmm. and take ownership before. Like I wish somebody would sit down and said, hey, Matt, like, yeah, you're funny and you can attract a spouse, you know, but um, she's going to be real disappointed with like the way you're managing your finances or the way you're living your life with responsibility. Like I could have took ownership before and that would have saved us a lot. And so don't waste it because when God brings the right person, like if you did the work in ownership ahead of time, you'll be blessed. That's right. You'll be blessed. And you'll jump into where other couples got married in their 20s, didn't have any good counsel, and they spent the first 10 years and you're right where you left off, except you don't have to do, undo the damage you did to each other in the That's early, right. So. That's right. That's so good. That's so good. And at the end of the day, you, when you're single, this is where you're being prepared. Yeah. This is your yeah. preparation. And, and, and really, the longer the prep goes, the more, the more epic it's going to be at the end. And so really, to, to, even, to even lean into that season of being single, not like, I'm single, I do what I want, but instead being like, God, prepare me for what you have for me. And um, that's really good. That's so good. And spend a lot of time skiing now if you're single because it cuts off. <laughs> you don't have as much time. So make it epic. Sorry. <laughs> I could go on a whole, a whole Just thing triggered about Vince. that right there. Uh, that's the, uh, the root of some of our fights recently. Um, <laughs> you love skiing more than you love me. Dude, um, I got dumped for snowboarding by her. In college. He left me, everyone. He left <laughs> listen, me. There is, listen, story, everybody but... knows there's no friends on a powder day. There's no, there's no marriage on a powder day. Everything is different prophesy, on a powder day. It's everything. <laughs> Are you guys going skiing today? Uh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm going skiing. I hope that she go. can make it. Um, <laughs> Men, feel free to pull him aside after. Give him some oh, tips. Snap. Feel free. Way to but... own it, Vince. You own that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we guys, that was up. so good. So Thank good. you. Can we give it up for yes. the Tuggles? So amazing. Um, if if you wouldn't if you wouldn't mind, um, Pastor Matt, if you would just kind of you know spend a little time and just kind of minister and just prophesy and just pray for the couples, whether it's you know maybe some of you are engaged, some of you are getting married today, uh, some of you are you know been married for thirty five years or you're single, uh, whatever you're you know we want to kind of carve out some time and really allow um, for just the spirit of God just to move and just minister for for just a few minutes. Can we do that. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, they got that. Spiritual music, great. Um, hey, let's all stand real quick. <clears throat> I just want to thank this church for having us out and Vince and Becca. Just really f- feel this heart connection with them. Like you meet people and sometimes you're like, these will be lifelong friends and just love you guys. And then talking about marriages, it's like uh, me and Vince are looking at you like, yeah, we got the same problems. <laughs> but I want to just, um, during worship today, I just really felt like God was really, you know, he loves love. He loves love. And the thing with love is that, um, you know, you don't really real, like basically what makes love so powerful is when, when it's removed or taken away, there's such, it's such a hit to the soul and, and we can love people so much. And it's not just, romantic love. I'm talking friendships that have been lost or parents or relatives or loved ones or 
even sometimes we can love, and I don't know why the Holy Spirit showed me here, but like when we, what people don't understand, like when you maybe have a miscarriage is that you lose the vision of what you thought was gonna be, right? And although you never met, you lose the vision. And so I feel like the Holy Spirit really wanted Father God's heart to be communicated here is wherever you're at, wherever you're at in your journey, and Valentine's, you know, it's romantic, but maybe you're here and, and you gave it a go and, and you're, you've had a divorce. Some of the most beautiful marriages I know today, you know, had, had a failed try before and God restored and healed. And, um, and now I just look like you can learn from anything. And God doesn't waste a single tear. And so we want to celebrate today, but I feel like God just wanted to just go here for a minute and say, if on the day that we're celebrating love, you have any area where you are feeling disconnected from love, God can fill every gap. And he's so good that even though he can fill the gap today in the moment, just know this, I don't want to leave it there. Even with Adam and Eve, God said, I'm everything to Adam, and yet it's not good that he's alone. So if you desire, if you're in the room and you desire either a relationship or a better relationship with your current, with your spouse, you know, either way, know that God fills the gap to expose us to a level where we understand how to love better. And what, uh, to Abe's point, when we give, we receive. And that faucet concept isn't just money. That faucet concept, God's on that today, that if you're feeling like you're not getting the love you need, let me tell you something. The trick is not to go find someone who will love you. It's to go love somebody. Go love the people around you. If you're hurting and alone, get on the high team or get involved. Start loving on people. And God loves to just double up. He says to the point, uh, they don't really, they're not given a whole lot, so I don't know if they have a high need, but if you're just pouring out, pouring out in the right places, by the way, in the right places. So we're gonna pray. I'm gonna pray over just a couple things. First, I just wanna pray for marriages in this house. God, today as we celebrate love, we just ask that we would have a washing right now and that we would extend forgiveness to our spouse where we need to forgive the same way you have forgiven us. And God, we just ask now as we, we audibly agree that, you know, to Lauren's point, it's not that we're perfect that makes a five-star marriage. It's that we just own it. So God, right now in our own hearts, where we have maybe lacked for our spouse, we just come to you and we ask for forgiveness and we ask for your grace to come upon our marriage. Your grace to come upon the marriage. I don't care if maybe you're here and your spouse isn't here. You can ask God's grace to come in. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. So God, we just ask for your grace on our marriages today. And for those who are maybe, uh, who are dating right now, Lord, and I know even talking about it, maybe some things are triggered with shame. Maybe, maybe you're dating and you've, and you've uh, slipped up in the purity area or whatever. Let God's grace come in because it's the, it's, the, it's the change of heart and then the effort that God's grace can fall upon. And, and once again, I've met epic people that have, you know, 
crossed some lines, then came back to the Lord and a beautiful marriage. God's grace can cover that. And then for those who are single and maybe not dating at all or are in this place or or divorced, just know that God is so good. And that there's a, there, we went to a winery once and, and it, basically what we learned is that the best wine grapes grow in the most hostile conditions. The weathered grape makes the fine wine. And I wanna encourage you, if, if you've been through the ringer in relationships, had a bad relationship, just know that if you'll give bitterness and offense and hurt to Jesus and just give it to him and forgive that person. Doesn't mean you have to go back to them. It just means you forgive them for what they did. That God will take the adversity and turn it into a fine wine, a fine wine. So God, we just thank you that your love, your love conquers all, your love covers all, your love heals all. So we ask now for your love to come down on everyone in this room everyone in this room. And while we're in this moment of love, I just really feel that God wants, if you're in the room and you don't know God, you came to church, but you don't know this Jesus of love. You don't know this Father God who loves you unconditionally, or you did know God, but you've just drifted, man. You, you know, you got pulled away and you're sitting here. You're like, God, I want to come back to that love. I want to pray specifically for you. And so everyone's heads uh, bowed here but just between you and God. And so I know who I'm praying for. If that's you, if you need to come back to the first love, the source of love, God's love, would you raise your hand so I can include you in this prayer? No one looking around except for me. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Anyone else? Thank you. I see your hand. Awesome. Okay. Church, let's pray this all together. This is the invitation. We invite, we're gonna invite Jesus back in or into your heart. And, and I'm telling you, you're gonna feel something. And if you did raise your hand, we've got a team in the back. They've got a book for you, just learning how to walk this out with Jesus. And uh, they'd love to pray with you real quick, just pray blessing over you. And so uh, let's all pray this out together. And then if you were one of those raised hands, just speak this out from your heart and wait and see just you will be blown away by the goodness of God. So, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I want you to take the steering wheel of my life. I want you to be in charge. I thank you that I'm forgiven, that you paid the price for all my mistakes, and that I can come to you today spotless, blameless, forgiven, accepted, and loved. Come into my heart, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.